For everything you want to know about real estate, it's time to take action. Schedule today. Ron and Don sit down.com is the way. You're listening. Ron and Don Show. To the Ron and Don Show. And yes, my dad's pretty annoying. All right, cool. Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's episode number 160 of the Ron and Don Show. He's Ron, I'm Don. That is why we call it the Ron and Don Show. We have for about 25 years now. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. And people always ask us, how can we help out you guys? Because at the end of the day, we do the show for free. But there are things that we can do and that you can do. Ron, let's give everybody in the Ron and Don Nation a job right now that wants to help out the Ron and Don Show. How can they help us? The, the biggest thing that I, I think of is to tell someone that the show is online. Uh, not a day goes by, or maybe a week goes by. A day goes by is a little uh, uh, adventurous for me. Not a week goes by that we don't hear from someone that listened to us on terrestrial radio and does not know this podcast exists because they're not podcast people. I didn't even know it existed until episode 131. Exactly. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to start. podcast? I got to check this out. I got to start listening to me. So if you could um, just maybe even go to your socials and say, just in case you don't know, Ron and Don are now on online and didn't copy a link from like Apple or Stitcher or uh, Anchor, wherever you, 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 you listen to the podcast. Cobb, just do a web search, Ron and Don Radio, Apple Podcasts. It'll pop up, paste that in. That would help us the most because it, usually the people that say that go, oh my God, I'm going to check it out. They just didn't have any idea yeah. that we were still doing the show. I have some guys from Bayshore right now. They're a construction company uh, who are doing some excavation for me on a project. And that's exactly what happened with Josh. Josh is like, hey, I missed you guys so much. And I'm glad to hear that you're in real estate now. I really miss listening to you. I shared episode 141. I went to the ronadonradio.com, found episode 141. I sent it to him and it's about dating women with mustaches. And now he's listened to, I think, six different episodes today as he was out working. So that's how to do it. If you can just take an episode, maybe one of your favorite, 141, women with mustaches, share that. We'd love that. Also, don't forget forget ron and don radio.com everything about radio ron and don sit down.com that's everything about real estate coming up on the ron and don show episode 160 did you know there's a nationwide shortage no not a nationwide shortage a surplus of popcorn and what are we going to do with all these silos of popcorn during the pandemic uh, we will tell you because popcorn farmers right now are looking for some creative ideas to unload popcorn. We'll talk about that. Also, the CDC has now come out with some guidelines. Should we? And I was thinking about this the other day when I was in the store with my son and we're looking at costumes. I didn't want to get him too excited to all the parents out there about trick-or-treating because I knew there were going to be some guidelines that would come out. That would literally rain on our Halloween festivities. The guidelines are out. We'll share what those guidelines are. One of those, you guys, is super funny and very surprising. Before we get to that, let's get to this. A lot of people feel as we head toward November with the death of the notorious RBG that this election now is really about Roe versus Wade. Here's what's interesting. The Senate now, it appears, because Mitt Romney came out and said today, hey, you know what? 
we're going to vote. Let's take a vote because everybody thought he'd provide a break. You needed four Republican senators to throw breaks on this vote in order for the vote not to happen, in order for there to be an opportunity, maybe for a guy like Joe Biden to become president and decide he would be the decider and who would be the next judge that would sit on the Supreme Court. It looks like Donald Trump now will have that opportunity. It looks like there is no opportunity to slow down this speeding train. Ron, as you look at the election, is this an election about Roe versus Wade now? Well, not just that. Roe v. Wade, gay rights, uh, DACA, uh, health care, pre-existing conditions, like all of these things, uh, big business, things like that we've talked about, social media, should we rein in what truth in advertising is what happens on social media advertising, things like uh, news coming out today that this, the CIA is telling the White House and the media, hey, Putin is, is doing the same thing he did four years ago to favor Donald Trump. Nobody seems to care about that. All of those type of cases go before for the Supreme Court. And as we talked about, I think, in last episode, this is a huge deal. And so the, the thing that's interesting to me is the more you learn about politics, all of these things are tied together. So the fact that the Republicans have uh, worked for many, many years to put judges into the pipeline, uh, into the system, all up and down from, uh, you know, court ticket court all the way up to uh, um, Supreme Courts in different states to the Supreme Court of the United States. That's it. They've had a concerted effort to do that. But along with that, they've also had a concerted effort to gerrymander and redline districts so that they can have 53 votes instead of 47. That didn't happen by accident, uh, because when you look at the popular vote, in this country, it is every single time has been uh, in favor of Democrats. So why do we not have a majority? Uh, why do Democrats not have a majority in the House, in the Senate, in the Supreme Court? This because they sort of overlook these things. They do not strategize about these things. And so when we look at even the last sentence you just said, had the, the Democrats not been asleep at the wheel when it came to redlining districts, to gerrymandering districts, uh, to doing the things I just described, they wouldn't, it wouldn't be 5347. We wouldn't be having this argument about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. We wouldn't be having this argument about Donald Trump because the popular vote would have held. And so when you talk about getting involved, and especially women and people of color, this stuff is not exciting on the day-to-day -day level. It is just not. And so uh, Americans that care, um, uh, it seems to me, if, if I could be critical of Democrats and of liberals, they get distracted and excited by shiny objects. They get distracted by these big um, ideas which deserve to be entertained. Uh, and yet it's the grinders, it's the, the people, and, and specifically Republicans here, that get in a room, you get out a map, and you literally go district by district, street by street, to redline a district or gerrymander district. You literally go to the lowest court 
of of the lowest district in the lowest state in America, and you start installing a judge at that level, and you help that judge work his way up. Those are boring, arduous tasks that don't have any glamour to them, and so they've been all scooped up by mostly Republicans, and now we see the fruit of that. So when a Supreme Court seat is open and everybody's pounding their fists up and down, I like to remind them, hey, you saw this coming. When these gerrymandering cases made it to the Supreme Court and and, and did not get struck down uh, or did not get upheld, the reason why that happened is because of 20 years of massaging the courts. Yeah, why don't you explain what gerrymandering is? I was on the phone with someone today. Uh, doing something I call the Connect Four, where I just connect with four people that I haven't connected with in a while. And they didn't know what that that was, so I was explaining that to them, and I was also explaining gaslighting uh, to them. So we won't go into gaslighting, but gerrymandering Gerrymandering is, is just where the people in power will take out a map and they will go through the voter rolls and say, you know what, we lost this district last time or we won this district last time by, uh, let's say, a 1,000 votes. How could we go in here? Because we know how people voted. Wow, look at this neighborhood. Let's say, look at the ID district. That, that really voted blue last time. So let's take out the map and let's redefine that district. So the district, uh, Capitol Hill, we know is always going to be blue. So let's just carve out this part of the ID that voted blue and we'll attach it to Capitol Hill. And now that district that, that was blue, we can flip that red next time because we've, we've just surgically removed those voters from that district and attach them to a district that was 75% blue. And so they will literally go through district by district, sometimes street by street. There are times where you'll have, um, in some of these cases that made it all the way to the Supreme Court, you will have a line drawn that will carve out like an apartment building and then go back to the street. That's why Reichert uh, and Sheriff Reichert, who was the sheriff of King County, ran as a Republican, and he could never lose. And the reason he could never lose is because of the way that the lines were drawn when you go back and you look at his district. And that district right now, in a state, and specifically in a city, in an area that always leans very liberal, that's why you could have someone like him because he reflected the values of people, let's say, in Medina or certain parts of Bellevue. And then even as you head over into eastern Washington, it's really interesting to look at the way that the lines were drawn in his district. So when you have someone like Darcy Burner take a run at him, it didn't matter. She couldn't win because of the way that the lines were drawn. Yeah, so you open up a map and you go, why is this district not go by city limits or by school districts or by any other thing that you would do for a state county? Why does it not just go by the things we've already established? You'll look in there and it'll be this weird line that's drawn all over the place. Like, why is that the district? It's That's called gerrymandering. So th- there have been... 
the, these things are all tied together. This is why people need to get involved at local levels and need to work their way up and need to get installed uh, as a judge uh, at a lower level and go up to the, to the Supreme Court level. So most likely we are going to uh, see another Republican get seated on the Supreme Court. Democrats in sort of a Hail Mary, I've heard this floated. Okay, well, this is going to backfire on you, Republicans, because you're going to lose the main election. We're going to get these seats back in, in the House and the Senate, and then we're just going to expand the Supreme Court. We're going to take it from uh, nine justices to 11 justices, and then boom, we'll get two liberals uh, on the court. Good luck with that. Like, maybe you could do that if you have the House and the Senate and Joe Biden. Like, the. They've it, had great it's, luck it's with long, that. If you go back and you look at. It's a long shot. If you, well, I don't think it is. If you look at the history of the Supreme Court, originally it was five, and then it was six, and then it went up to seven, and then it went up to 11, 12, back down to six. So the number on the Supreme Court has changed quite a bit. What's really interesting, though, and I think this is where they should take a second look at this, it shouldn't be a lifetime appointment. It shouldn't be. Especially with everything we know about people's memory now. Uh, when you go to war, you're not shell-shocked. Uh, when you go to war, you have PTSD as a result of that. Uh, we see, and I see this in President Trump and uh, Vice President Biden. I went back and I listened to a Howard Stern interview with Donald Trump Back in the 90s, Donald Trump was sharp. He was sharp. Uh, I was very impressed, not by what he said, but the way he said it and the way that he communicated. This president today and the way he communicates, very different than the Donald Trump I heard interviewed by, uh, by Howard Stern in the 90s. And people are saying, well, you know, maybe a similar thing here with Joe Biden. Uh, everything he's reading right now, they're like, wow, he's so presidential. He's just reading off a TV cue card. If that makes you presidential, great. But he's just standing there looking like an American flag with 29 American flags behind him. Donald Trump has more American flags. He typically has 32 to 33 American flags. They both got the American flag pin in there because when you don't do that, they kill you on Breitbart. So you have to have the lapel pin in there. But here we are, guys in their 70s. And I'm not being an ageist here. But there's something that happens to the human brain and the human muscle sometimes as we get older, and especially uh, when it comes to uh, the Supreme Court and allowing people like Justice Thomas never talks. Why doesn't he talk? Why is he not talking? He never gives his opinion verbally. So who's writing that opinion? I would wonder. Is that him? Can he talk? And if so, I would like to hear from him on a regular basis. And even with Ruth Bader Ginsburg, I think she should have been forced, and people won't like this, she should have been forced out. When, when you're sitting there and you're struggling and you're focused on cancer, and the only reason that you're staying on the Supreme Court is because you knew that this moment was coming and this moment was imminent, and you're trying to stay on it because of the politics of it. I don't agree with that either. I don't agree with that. When you're 87 and you're still sitting on the highest court in the land, how is that even possible? Well, because she saw Barack Obama get blocked for nine months. I know, That's why. but that shouldn't even be in her purview. I don't. I don't. If if, if you are going to limit, for instance, a pilot, if you, my my friend Carter can't fly big planes anymore, he's in his 70s. And he was grounded, and you get grounded when you're between 62 and 65 now. You get grounded from 
flying commercial airliners. But you can be on the Supreme Court at 87. And one of the reasons they ground you is because your heart muscle, but also cognitively. And you can't tell me that there's people on the Supreme Court currently that aren't having cognitive issues when you get up in your 70s, 80s, and 90s. We just know about brain health. We didn't know about this for decades. We didn't know about this when they created the Supreme Court going all the way back in the 1700s. We know now. So a lifetime uh, appointment, that right there should be visited too. To your point, and we'll just pivot to a great point. You have all these politicians say, hey, when I get in office, I'm going to change those lines. And then they look around, they get in office, and they're like, wow, depending on what part of Congress you're in, I got to run every two years, I got to run every six. If I'm in the Senate, there's only 100 of us. These are hard chairs to get. And I was elected as a senator with these lines the way they're currently drawn. When I get my hands on those lines, I'm going to make sure they favor me even a little bit more. That's the politics of it. So it's really hard to change those lines. And then it's the same on the Supreme Court. Who's going to make that decision about those sitting on the court? It should have been someone like Ruth Bader Ginsburg that said, hey, it's a little ridiculous that I'm 87 and I'm still sitting on the highest court in the land. And even though cognitively I may be here, my body physically is not. And when it's not, it is hard to be a great decision maker and a good decider. This election is about Roe versus Wade. Let me read a headline, and this sounds like a headline that we could pull out of the newspaper today. It says this, this according to NBC News, over 200 members of Congress asked the Supreme Court to reconsider Roe versus Wade. The lawmakers, most of them Republican, almost all of them men, asked the court to uphold a lower court ruling in favor of a Louisiana abortion law. This is dated January 2nd, 2020. So don't think we're on the other side of COVID. We're in this election cycle that Republicans aren't going to make their run. Of course they are. And they should. And the reason they should is because it's good politics. Here's what's different, though, when you compare Roe versus Wade to the Senate today. And this gives me hope. The fact that there are 17 Democrats that are women that are United States senators. Nine of them, nine of them are Republicans. They are in the Senate today. There's 100 senators. So about 25% are women. We didn't see that when you go back to 1981 and Roe versus Wade. So let the women be heard on both sides of the aisle. I want to hear what they all have to say. But at the end of the day, you know that's going to be a Republican sitting in that seat. And when you reflect upon the presidency of Donald Trump, and Ron made this great point on episode 159, if he doesn't get the seat this time, he may have had the greatest impact of everyone, including Ronald Reagan, when you look at modern-day presidents and the way that we all actively and deactively sometimes live our lives. He's Ron. I'm Don. It's episode 160. Why wouldn't you be listening to The Ron and Don Show only on the Ron and Don Radio Network? When it comes to your real estate journey, 
It truly is one of life's biggest transactions. Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit down. Hi, I'm Catherine Walker. I was on the board at the time of Plymouth Healing Communities, which is this small nonprofit here in Seattle that provides permanent supportive housing for adults with chronic mental illness who've experienced homelessness. Um, We were deciding to sell Agape House. I have a lot of confidence in Don, so I contacted him to ask him if he would be willing to help us. It very quickly got to terms and we signed and that was that. They did a great job and genuinely interested in helping us achieve our goals. I expected that we would hire a real estate agent and that agent would earn a commission, whatever the kind of standard is, and maybe we might be able to negotiate a little bit, but that we would pay a commission and that would be just part of the cost of selling the house. When I told Ron and Don about Plymouth Healing Communities and what we do and what we've been doing for 20 years here in the community, they were so, I guess, moved by the mission of the organization and the incredibly vulnerable population that we help, we serve, adults with chronic mental illness who've experienced homelessness. They offered to donate their commission to help our organization. So it was, um, it was incredible and so appreciated by our organization. And I would highly recommend them for any kind of, you know, real estate transaction. When you're ready to sit down with Ron and Don and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. on the social media platforms to search for Ron Upshaw or Don O'Neill. All right, guys. Uh, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show, uh, episode 160. I, is deactively a word? Uh, no. Uh, Siri, is deactively a word? Here's what I found. Yeah, it's not. So when I said to live uh, actively or deactively, not a word. But we're not going to edit that out because it's kind of awesome that I am making things up. And I said it in a way that, I don't know. I think you got the gist of it. The deactively? I'm calling myself out. Ron didn't call us out when we when we took like a 30-second break just now. I'm calling myself out because I'm going to go back and listen to this. Dude, if we called each laugh. other out for every time we make a mistake, <laughs> we'd never get anything done. Actively and deactively. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, what do you want to know? Ask me some questions. I've read all the CDC guidelines about Halloween, trick-or-treating. They've broken things up. And uh, yeah, you can probably do that. Mm, probably shouldn't do that. And no, don't do that. What do you got for me? And uh, I have all the answers. So um, should kids put on costumes, grab their jack-o'-lantern, and go door-to-door? Well, this is what they said about putting on a mask. Don't put on a mask and then another mask because according to the CDC, and I quote right here, you may not be able to breathe. What else do you got for me? So uh, the door-to-door stuff. It seems like that would be a super spreader. If, you, if someone had COVID yes. and they're opening the door, shutting the door, open the door, yes. shutting the door, that seems like a really bad thing Th- to do. This is what they're saying to do. This does not sound like fun to me, but it's the kind of trick-or-treating I like to do, especially with some of the neighbors that I don't like. And the only time of year that I knock on their door and they don't answer is during uh, trick-or-treat time. This is what they're saying to do. 
Uh, take bags of candy with gloves on. So take gloves. Don't breathe on the candy. You're not supposed to breathe on the... And I don't know about you. I usually really breathe on the candy uh, before I put it in candy bags. So well, you handle all the candy. Yeah. So you're, you're looking through there to get, get the, the candy. candy like. Or the apples or whatever it is. Apples. Yeah, whatever it is. Fruit, money, whatever it is you're going to do. And and there's let's not forget, and I don't want to make fun of it. Uh, there are a lot of institutions right now that are not taking cash, which is the end of times. Beelzebub. We don't have to go into Mark of the Beast. It's happening now. That's my evangelical upbringing. Okay. Anyway, I'll be okay. So this is this this is what's happening. You're supposed to take the bag, put candy, rubber gloves on, put it by the door or the end of the driveway. They said the end of the driveway. On my block, nobody has driveways, so I don't know exactly where you're supposed so to put take, it. You're going to go buy candy, you're going to stick it in a bowl and put it on your driveway. You're sw- and it seems to me to be more dangerous to encourage kids, and again, these are just guidelines, to encourage kids to go looking for candy in driveways, because typically, uh, that's where cars are backing in and out of. So I'm actually more, I'm more concerned about my child with a mask on, a double mask, not being able to breathe, not being able to see, getting run over by my next door neighbor as they were like, you know what? We put our candy out on the edge of the driveway. We're out of here. We're going to go to some restaurant uh, where we get COVID there instead of catching COVID from the kids that are coming by trick-or-treating. They're also saying this, that everybody in the neighborhood should go in one direction. So this is what I want. There, that's going to work. Who is going to determine the direction of the trick or treaters in my neighborhood? We got a lot going against us here. We're on a big hill. We don't have any driveways, uh, and also on my particular hill, we don't have a lot of kids. It's typically my kid just going around the block by himself with me. So what we're going to do is we're going to self determine. Uh, which direction we're going to go, and we're going to hope if there's some lame trick-or-treater out there that joins us. I shouldn't say lame. That's not very kind. That's not nice. That's deactively living. You should deactivate that comment. I am just... With, I'm deactively living over here. So, no. So, we, you're supposed to rotate, go in one direction, gloves on, a single mask. What else do what, you have? What does the CDC say... I'm surprised you haven't asked about bobbing for apples. To the uh, the 20s, 20-year-old, 30-year-old, 40-year-old set that are going to be naughty Anthony Fauci, right. naughty <laughs> R- RBG, uh, someone's going to just be wearing three masks strategically yeah. placed on their body. What are they saying about uh, all of these you know, very, folks? Very concerned, and we see some kids, for instance, uh, Greek Row and all that, going back to school, or at least going back to Greek Row, or going back to some of the housing that's opening up the University of Washington just in time for Halloween. That's what's happening with these events. Kids are going. Young people are going. They're not concerned about getting COVID. Uh, and, and the big concern is now you have these institutions that have closed down. And they're like, yeah, we need to close down, but we need to make sure that we shelter in place and don't send these kids home because that's what's literally getting people killed is when you're in this super spreader event, it doesn't affect you. Uh, or maybe affects you a little bit. And then you turn around, though, and you go back to grandma and grandpa's or to go see your parents because here comes Thanksgiving, right? What did or the CDC say about uh, putting on a MAGA hat, running along to <laughs> Macho Man with uh, everybody else not wearing a mask pre-Halloween? Does the yeah. CDC address that? It's not all? in there. My favorite thing, though. Macho, Macho Man. My, my son and I were listening to... Because I understand that the president is playing this, and the village, the people, gay anthem, the village people have asked him to stop, and he won't. Well, there's only one village person still alive. Oh, I didn't know that. 
There's might. substitute village people that took the places of the original, yeah. but one original village person. Is that the police officer? I don't remember which one it was, but like my very first, I, I, the first time I ever went to a record store yeah. uh, with my own, my own money in air quotes, the, my allowance, yeah. I bought Kenny Rogers the Gambler. <laughs> Like, and I bought full of them always. I bought um, the village people. Oh, I believe the single was YMCA on one side, and in the Navy oh, was on the flip side. And the I B forgot. side was in the Navy. I forgot they had three hits. So in the Navy was pretty solid. Three hits. Yeah. Anyway, the the they've asked him them not to play Macho Man, so I played Macho Man for my son the other Did day. Did he like it? He looked at me. He goes, "Daddy." He goes, "I don't get it." <laughs> don't go anywhere uh coming back and yeah you're not supposed to go trick-or-treating you're not supposed to bob for apples you're not supposed to have a big party uh and then also my favorite part of the guideline is if there's going to be lots of yelling or there's going to be lots of scary noises coming out of you this is what they said in the guidelines: scary noises Please make the scary noises at least six feet apart from mm. each other. So, Does CDC have an opinion on full-size candy bars versus fun size? I didn't. Anyway, he's Ron. I'm Don. We could have been in the village, people. We missed it by that much. All right. See you on the other side of this. Hey, you guys. If you live in the Pacific Northwest, our whole economy is directly affected by technology, right? One of the big technology hubs now, along with San Francisco and places up in Canada. Here's the thing. There's a great, great podcast you should check out. It's called Geek Wire, right? What is Geek Wire? Yeah, Geek Wire is right here in, the, in Seattle. It covers everything you need to know about tech, and it interprets it for you because a lot of times you're like, I have no idea what that means. So if you like our, our podcast, we invite you to check out Geek Wire. You can subscribe to Geek Wire for free on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. Check out Geek Wire. on from radio to real estate when you're ready to grab a cup of coffee and sit down with the guys go to ronanddonsitdown.com all right you guys final segment of the ron and don show don't forget we're licensed brokers at windermere so we'll do this with our friend bernie tomorrow is we'll just sit down right 7 45 tomorrow morning ron and i are in a call together every morning at 7 30 and bernie will join us at 7 45 we had another person part of the ron and don nation uh, join us today too you can join us just by going to ronanddonsitdown.com if you have questions about buying real estate matt reached out the other day and he said hey i got this investment property and i want to know more uh and i want to know what you guys and the weird thing is the les schwab studios transform from this time in the morning they become ron and Don world headquarters and yeah. then boom they flip back to the les schwab studios yeah and i'm gonna be honest with you during most sit downs if we're on a zoom call together and then after that we come out to see you and get face to face i don't sit down a lot it's it, we should have called it ron standing up with ron and don and moving around because that's what i do uh, most of the time anyway this is incredible this is incredible to me are you a popcorn person when i you, like popcorn and 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 then the theater now i didn't go to the theater for years and and now my son really likes going to movies so i'll go to the movie with him and then it's a i whole, bet you fall asleep what do you that? fall asleep in the movie you, you last for like 20 minutes and then you're out well usually i wait till the last moment to get the ticket to captain underpants 
And there's all kinds of Captain Dirty Underpants, uh, Captain Dirty Underpants, Two Electric Boogaloo, yeah. Uncle Underpants, and Underpants Land. There's all kinds of underpants. And it's all farts. It's burps. It's all the stuff that you thought was really funny when you were young. And I still think that is really funny when I'm 53. So I usually wait to go to a little theater in Ballard. I wait till the last minute they assign seats and we end up usually in the first row. And that's a head cranker right there when you got to sit there and look up and watch Captain Underpants. We always deal with popcorn. We are popcorn people. We're not hot dog people. We don't enjoy boiled hot dogs. We like the popcorn. Here's the thing though. And, you and, so and your question, son, you and your son visited me at the tiny house. Yeah. Your son claimed this was the first and only time he has ever done Jiffy Pop. That's true. In, with the foil that expands like a mushroom. We brought two. How is that even possible? Well, uh, you didn't even know how to pop it. What do you mean? I'm the one. You're, someone's going to throw it onto an open flame. I'm the one that said, no, we're going to take some coals. Yeah. We're going to set it over the side because I just watched uh, chef, the chef's table barbecue where I'm watching Tootsie move the coals around so I knew what to do. Yeah. I moved the coals over. We put it on there, and I t- told your son to shake it. That's the best popcorn we've ever had. It's 69 cents. In my family, we never eat the popcorn. We always just like to watch it jiffy pop, and then it would blow up in the fire, and then we would make fry pies and burn our hands on the cherry compote along with our tongues. So that's another story for another day. When we brought that popcorn, we weren't seriously into, seriously going to eat it. It was great. We were just going to put on the popcorn and burn it and have fun. And then you came in and you turned in to... Uh, Iron Chef Morimoto. Yeah, about this 69-cent purchase. Was it not the greatest popcorn you've ever had? It was not. No. Oh, my God. It was it, good popcorn. It was not. Anyway, let me go back to popcorn farmers. So we got a popcorn surplus? Popcorn farmers right now are building silos in Nebraska to store the popcorn. Here's the problem with popcorn. 70% of the popcorn we eat, we eat at home out of a microwave. The other 30% is at a movie theater. 70% at home? 70% at home. 30, shocking. 30% of all popcorn that's popped and consumed it's consumed in the theater, watching Spider-Man, Spider-Verse, whatever it is that you're into right now. Uh, so, that's not happening. Now, more corn is being popped at home because people are at home. No corn right now is being popped in the theaters. One farmer's built seven different silos to pour all his popcorn. They're on the clock, though, because popcorn is only good. Did you know this for a year? Hmm. And then afterwards, you have to take said corn, and you're, we're done with that. Depart from me. Expired corn. Yeah, depart from me. I never knew you. You can't pop that corn. So when you look at the movie business, farmers have now gone out and they're asking really famous celebrity chefs to go, hey, what can we do with all this popcorn? How do we market? Some people say you should pivot and just sell it as microwave popcorn. I can't get I can't get into why you can't do that right now because I didn't read that part of the article, there was some kind of explanation. But once I get past two and a half paragraphs, I'm done. Sidebar question. So there, there, there's a nationwide surplus of popcorn. What are some of your ideas? Uh, Chef Popcorn, Chef Jiffy Pop. What would you do with all the surplus popcorn S- sidebar. out there? Because you're not going to be making popcorn balls this Halloween because the CDC frowns on that, right? Do you think that Orville Redenbacher actually knew anything about popcorn? I'm, 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 I'm suspicious of this guy. Wait, why are you I've pivoting to Orville Redenbacher when I just asked you? Well, I'm and just now to you're come up with Because the- you have no ideas. 
You have no good popcorn ideas. Oh, you are Mr. I would have told guy. you, no, if you would have you told just, me. You're strutting your jiffy pop popcorn stuff over here, and you're really proud of yourself, and, you're, and if your If you would have told out. me what percentage. And then I just asked you for, hey, what, what would be one creative thing you could do with popcorn? Here's the thing. <laughs> I mentally left this story <laughs> when you told me 70% of popcorns popped at home. I don't believe it. Oh, really? I don't believe. When's the last time you popped popcorn at home? Uh, when my son's around every day, sometimes twice a day. I, I think that it's easy 50-50. We could eat one of those silos in a week. <laughs> I don't have a... I think it's a good idea, the celebrity chef thing. I don't... Uh, maybe lower the price? Yeah. Um, give it away? I don't feel sorry for popcorn farmers. You knew what you were getting yourself in. When you decided that you were going to go into this decadent life of being a popcorn person, you know that. It's your fault. Anyway, he's Ron. I'm Don. Hey, you guys. Thanks for stopping by and sharing this time with us. Would you share the Ron and Don show with someone? All you have to do, this is episode 160. If you just listen to it, hit the little icon that says share, share it with a friend, and that will help the algorithm. What really helps us is when you go on to Apple and you give us a review. And you guys have given us some really crappy reviews, so knock it off. Or I will knock your block off. I'm just kidding. I'm not kidding. I am deactively speaking to all of you right now to keep your head up and your shoulders back. We'll see you next time. Only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Hey, it's G-Force O'Neill. Thanks for listening to my dad. His boyhood friend, Mr. Ron.